0: all right class all right settle down settle down it's time for another episode of the umbrella pod academy and I must once again remind you there is a no eating in class Even if it is a light Supper Don't eat no food No thank you
1: What that stodgy old professor doesn't know Is I have a full Thanksgiving dinner In my desk and I'm gonna eat it The entire uh, class you need, Especially weird because this class has not been In session for quite some time
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've had a sporadic Schedule uh, I'm Alex I'm Justin I'm Pete and we're going to be talking about, as mentioned, Umbrella Academy, A Light Supper. One of the middle episodes, the sixth episode of season two, I want to say. Yeah, Boy, that's exactly Boy, howdy, it. we have done a terrible job about uh, keeping up with the season. So I'm sorry to anybody uh, who has been asking for this. I know yeah. we've gotten a bunch of people saying, hey, when are you going to pick up with the Umbrella Academy? We're are you done back. with that? We're back, we're back strong.
1: We're ready to do this.
0: This is going to come every week, week we'll after take, week. Let's take no it doubt. easy. No doubt. So let's <laughs> no let's not
2: let's come on. Come on. This is
0: my guarantee. I'll tell you why. Oh my God. If we don't deliver this podcast every week, I'm gonna no, I, I, oh, wow. really yeah. I can't that believe that you ran out dark. of gas that you hard. Couldn't right even the bit. I really did. I was going to some very dark places that I suddenly felt very uncomfortable talking about. Good. <laughs> uh, like the Umbrella Academy do this episode. Now, Truth. the regular reminder that we're going to jump right into the episode without any recap or anything. So if you haven't watched it, though, I'm sure you have by this point, uh, turn away. Um, But let's talk – I'll give you the broad strokes of what happens here. Um, We get a bunch of uh, focus on Allison. We get a flashback to what happened with her in her time uh, after she landed in 1961, how she met Ray. And in the present of the past, uh, we're all leading up to a dinner with Reginald Hargreeves. That's the big thing that happens in this episode. And everything – all the pressure that puts on the kids. Uh, Things do not go well there, obviously, as you'd imagine – But by the end of the episode, Five has agreed to sign back up with the Handler and the Commission. Uh, Sissy is going to run away with Vanya. And Diego and Luther discover that Elliot is dead with a weird message from the Swedes. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, everybody is in a very different place. Also, uh, Ben has figured out that he can kind of do something to Klaus's body. And maybe possess him, which definitely changes the balance of the power there. Again, that is the broad strokes of the episode. Uh, But let's talk about the big things that happen. Uh, Let's talk about the big plot lines. Since we start off with Allison, and that is one of the big emotional crosses of the episode. uh, Let's talk about her. How'd you feel about her arc overall? How'd you feel about the stuff with Ray? Uh, And how'd you feel about the flashbacks, Pete? I know you've been pretty into that plot line. So, what was your take?
2: Yeah, I thought this was really great. Well done. Uh, I liked how the kind of uh, Ray and her relationship started, uh, seemed very er er earnest and innocent, which I really appreciated. Um, Also, I thought it was cool because this uh, episode was about the dinner and then it was also about Ray kind of asking her to dinner, which was adorable. And I really like even though the the theme of the episode was like dinner. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I, I liked how we picked right back up on the fact that she can't talk, but regardless of that, s- still got herself into trouble. The uh, When she ran back to, to the beauty shop where we kind of like saw her before when she was kind of a part of, uh, you know, the movement for equal rights. Uh, so that was really cool to kind of see how that all started and escalated. Um I, and I thought they did that really well. Um it was very kind of like very cool and well done. And then um I really appreciated the Aretha Franklin song that we got as well.
1: Yeah. Um I agree it was really nice cuz I do think her story I was like how did she so quickly get involved um, with this uh, civil rights group. And it was nice to see that it actually did happen very quickly. And um, mm-hmm. her relationship with, with Ray happened also very quickly, tied up in this together, which I think felt very real. So but this I, this did a lot, I think.
2: But also, like, you don't really have to wonder how someone can get involved in the movement. If you go back in time to racist times, I think you're immediately going to fucking start fighting. As opposed to now.
0: We're yes. past racist times down. Well, I'm talking about the
2: divide and the the whites only kind of you know what I mean? Yes. Like segregation. I, I agree
1: with you people. It's I it was to, she had like a, a, a close circle of people that she was involved with, and it, it happened fast. So like,
2: yeah.
1: I, it made it seem like she'd been there for much longer, and it was just, it was just an open question. I thought this, this short, cold open here did a great job of filling in those answers in a very believable way. Um, yeah. Later on, when she's telling Ray about the future, it made me feel like he's going to die. Uh, which I was bummed about. Yeah. Um, yes, and then the the rumor, the suit montage, all that stuff was really fun. Uh, leading up to the uh, the diner scene where she burns that that racist's hand. Oh man, that was crazy. Which was uh, very memorable. Uh, really. Uh,
0: just overall, uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but. They are- her powers and the use of her powers was one of the most frustrating things to me in the first season. The fact that they very purposely tried to avoid her using her powers as much as possible. And I know we've talked about in the second season. It's been the same thing, but I think overall, she's been a lighter, more enjoyable character, so it's been easier to get into her emotional journey. But this episode does all the work you need to understand why she doesn't use her power. It retroactively justifies the decision to have her throat slit yeah. and not being able to talk. Um, and uh, like you were talking about, the scene at the diner uh, is great because of that. Yeah. It shows how it's it's her showing Ray how she can push her powers, but you can also tell the way Emmy Raver Lampman plays it that it is her buying into it and feeling the corruption of it at the same time. So yeah. it's not just a demonstration. It's also something she feels this pull of well, I can just do this. I can just yeah. get into this. Of all,
1: of all of them, she has the most sort of like monkey's paw style powers, where like every time she uses them, something bad happens to her. And so I think, to your point, like that is why she is so hesitant to use them. And mm-hmm. um, and it's all played very seriously for the first half of the episode, but later on at the big dinner with Hargreeves, oh my god, the punch super in the fun.
2: face. The yeah. punch in the face was just glorious. That whole dinner was wonderful. The, oh. the
1: whole sequence was
2: fantastic.
0: I it was like, not
2: how is this going to go? What? And the way the dad just walked in, I was like, oh, shit. Well,
0: rude. that was another thing. I mean, I know we're jumping off of Allison here, but that dinner also, because we only got to see the kids play off of Reginald Hargreaves' flashbacks other than that one scene where Luther travels after he's traveled back in time going and trying to check in with Reginald. We've never seen the adult cast really play off of him. And to see them all revert to being children and not knowing what to do was hilarious and wonderful and played in the right way.
1: Yeah, like I, I, each of them is positioned so smartly in this in this moment. The, Diego goes from being like he's like I'm the big older brother. Oh, he throws d- the the this conch, the he oh. smashes the conch, and then yeah. Hargreaves crushes him in front of just everybody. crushes him. And uh, as we know, he is like sort of the mama's boy of the group, and you just see him shatter here. And I thought that was really hard to see but also really well done and then well he gets acted. his well acted he gets his revenge by going out to mom and showing her the picture um i thought that was really cool uh
2: yeah i mean the the whole like how everybody kind of reacted and what was you know they were getting all pumped up like yeah dad you know and even the like that explanation of vanya is like why do we hate dad yeah. and just like listing all the horrible things just to her was just like <laughs> holy shit uh but yeah even allison like who was definitely getting more and more like herself and feeling good in her powers like the way she also shut down in front of the of the dad was just uh really really intense
1: and it feels like this scene is, is the springboard. It just showed them how much they're f- fucked up and how they're such children still. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. springboard, I feel like, into the rest of the season, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't seen yet. But I'm assuming it's them sort of getting their shit together. Because we see, like, Klaus grabs a drink. Everyone treats Klaus like he's the fuck up. But he's actually yeah. one of the more together ones here. Ben's the one that fucks Klaus up. Luther, after totally beefing it in the, ve- the elevator... <laughs> Uh, which I thought was like Some such an unnecessary moment, but hot so funny. and beef, yeah, it oh. was
0: I do not like fart jokes at all, but that made me laugh.
1: It was funny and it's I
0: think it's part of never again, we've talked about this before, but like. This season has done such a good job of taking the Captain America of the group and making him as sad sack as possible over the course of the season. And uh, I think it's Tom Hooper is the name of the actor, uh, has been playing it so well, but he's just so uncomfortable at every point. It's so funny.
1: When he shows off his shaved shaved gorilla (laughs) chest... And it's like he's it's meant to be this, like, bearing his soul thing, and it's yeah. instantly embarrassing for everyone. I thought that was so <laughs> well done because there was not a question that it was the wrong choice right out yeah. of the gate. It was really smart.
2: Yeah. But uh, go I ahead, Pete. I just want to talk about number five, who, you know, has this line where he's like, uh, you know, he talks to – He's like the oldest, but visually the youngest. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's the only one who can kind of make a connection with the father. Uh, so I thought that was a very kind of like very fun visually and very interesting that they like get to sit down while all the other kids leave dejected and feeling horrible.
0: Well, I wanted to ask about that from Reginald's perspective, because I also like that scene quite a bit. And I liked Reginald giving... Five, the much-needed advice of, hey, stop trying to jump 40 years and just take a little jump. Like, just do a little bit at a time. I thought that was so smart, and the whole scene, the way it was played was great. But why is Reginald doing that?
1: Because I think Reginald, who walks in all business, is all business the whole time, looks at all of them. He's like, oh, time-traveling teleporter? I can use this. The rest Mm. of these goofs? Yeah. Not not interested
2: <laughs> Yeah, and it was really funny how Klaus is like They were showing their powers And then like Klaus gets taken over And it just looks like his powers going like, <laughs> It was really funny Like where the dad's like ah, I'm not even going to write this guy's name down in yeah. my book Well,
0: and I love that also just taking place in a tiki bar That was a oh, lot of fun as yeah. well Just a fun, fun
1: setting yeah, uh, imagine going to any bar and especially oh, a tiki bar. What a just, fun place. That's great.
0: I would love to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: let's talk about Klaus because I think he oh, had a man. lot going on in this episode, uh, surprising about. Uh, yeah. Because he, this, there's a lot, a lot of his cult stuff um, is here. He's created a cult of uh, like fraud, basically. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're in a cult when you start showing up to meetings in a diaper and people
2: are like, yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> All good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I loved the, the yoga uh, start was just hysterical. Yeah,
0: un- unnecessary Klaus Bueke, but <laughs> funny in exactly the right way. Like the way they shot that through his legs and yeah. everything. Yeah. Awesome, and I love Robert Sheehan as usually just being 100% on board with everything that's going on. Um, But I also like the dynamic of power between Ben and Klaus shifting here, because that's something that they've been playing with for the first five episodes, and they finally dive into here in a big way, where Ben, rather than just sitting by and being frustrated is actually able to take action against Klaus, uh, and I think that's good. Like, it's a smart Uh,
2: move. Yeah, I'm also excited because we get, like, a little Ben love interest in this one, too. Uh, I'm excited for more Ben, and Ben Mm -hmm. being able to do more in this world.
1: And like as we saw in the, I think, the first episode, in the sort of the end of the world part two, Ben is fully powered up. He can affect the world around him, so I think they're going to figure it out.
2: Here. Yeah. Uh I also wanna say like Klaus starting being like, Hi, my name is Klaus. I'm a oh sorry, wrong wrong type of meeting. That was just absolutely hysterical.
0: Yeah, just a just a dumb, obvious joke that works anyway because he yeah. sells it yeah. really well in a fun yeah. way. And that whole sequence too where he talks about I'm a fake. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but as soon as he starts, you're like, I know this is going to go. I know what's going to happen here.
2: And it happens
0: anyway, but they play the scene in exactly the right way, and it just feels like this car crash the entire time.
2: And then, you know, being like, I told you, Ben, I told you that's how it was going to go. Like, he Mm -hmm. knows it so well. That was really funny.
1: Very fun. And to have that whole sequence, and then a couple scenes later, we get this sequence where, or is it right after that, like where David shows up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who broke Klaus's heart, who, like, Klaus still loves. And we get this very very intense scene that will have ramifications uh, down the road.
2: Yeah. The whole dog tags thing and the fact that, like, he went early. It just, to see Klaus kind of shattered like that was just, yeah. Well, so we don't have—this
0: is something we've talked about almost every episode here, because they're fucking with time in a very serious way Yes. (laughs) throughout this entire show. We've got a couple of very specific instances here, even pushing aside what's going on with Reginald. The fact that they're talking to Reginald and telling him about the Umbrella Academy years before any of this happens. Uh, Looking specifically at Klaus and Allison, Allison laying everything out for Ray. Your suspicion, Justin, is he dies, and potentially, I assume, that's how they close the time loop. We've also got Vanya and Sissy moving forward with their relationship, though obviously there's some complications by the end of the episode oh, man. Uh, that yeah. may crop up, so we don't know what's going to happen there, but that certainly seems to be changing time. Klaus, though, in an interesting way, seems to be closing his loop accidentally, like forcing it back into place.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is that
0: your impression of it, too?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it very well could be. The fact that he's going to Vietnam even earlier is not a great sign, but I think sure. the fact that he has just affected David's trajectory, I feel like Klaus is the only one who understands the ramifications here. I mean, he does not when he spoils Disco for his cult, which is <laughs> a bummer. Um, yeah. But when he, he does, when he sees it in firsthand with David's trajectory, I think that's a huge, uh, a huge revelation.
0: Yeah, and, and to your point, it's a really heartfelt, emotional scene at the same time. Really well played, particularly given we've got this weird age dynamic going on. We've got this time travel dynamic going on. We have an actor that we haven't really encountered much other than a scene or two here. Um, a lot of it is on Robert Sheehan, and I think he's really changing up the emotional weight of it from just being a drug goofball who runs a cult to making his
1: character something deeper, just like he did in the first... Just uh, like season, just like David, I also love the man who shot Liberty Valance.
0: Mm. Uh, let's talk about another character that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, Lila. So Lila mm-hmm. in this episode doesn't make huge, significant moves necessarily, but we get a lot of talk between her and the handler,
2: ha- uh, her mom, well, about what's going on with her and Diego. Yes, Pete. I just wanted to point out that the first time we see her, her neck is being stepped on by Number Five. And then, mm-hmm. like a really great moment when she's finally let up, the fact that she's like, "I'm really gonna enjoy killing you someday." This this show is fun. This is that was just such a great, cool kind of moment that I uh, I really love when characters kind of collide like that. Yeah, do you feel like I, Li- do-, do you feel like Lila's the Hazel and Cha Cha of the season? Oh yes, good call.
0: Wait, do you, Justin, feel like Lila is the Hazel and Cha Cha of the season? No.
1: But I bet, But I thought Pete might. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, well, what do you think's going on with Lila here? Because she certainly seems to be showing some misgivings about Diego and about everything that's going on.
2: You're talking about during the bingo game when they're talking? Of course. I'm always talking about the bingo game. <laughs> this guy okay, loves great. bingo.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah. that was just a great, hilarious place to have this conversation, you know, during a bingo tournament. Bingo's fun. That was your main emotional takeaway. That <laughs> Binko <BB> was cool. <laughs> no, I just think that it was cool the way the mom knows her so well and calling her cliche for falling in love with the Mark and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, shut up, and she was like, you didn't deny it. Uh, but then when like she like screams out uh, like. Bingo, you old bags, or you old chip bags, whatever it was. Uh that was really hysterical. But let me ask you, when was the
1: last time you got bingo? Just as a person? Do you do you remember? It's been a long time. It's been a long yeah, time.
0: You play single player bingo, right, Pete?
1: All yeah. day. Solo bingo. <laughs> nice. Uh, so perhaps the saddest game anyone could ever say. Still hard uh, to get bingo. But what do you think, truthful. though?
0: Is, is there something more going on with Lila and Diego, or is it really, is she being straight up? Is he just a mark?
1: I think, uh, based on that scene and at the end, where um, the handler was like, I need you to end this relationship for with, for my daughter, I feel oh. like Lila will eventually choose Diego over her mother.
2: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, I'll- go ahead, Pete. I was just going to say, like, at the beginning, uh, you know, when they're talking about, you know, how she's trying to manipulate number five to get on her board with her plan. And she talks about jazz. And at first he was like, you know, he hates jazz, which personally I was insulted by. But I had to respect Mm. his hatred for it, you know, the way he compared it to a cheese grater. So it was, uh, you know, a little bit of a mini emotional roller coaster for me. Interesting. Uh,
0: Let's talk about some characters. What a jazz
2: journey you just went on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Go <ahead. laughs> uh, Let's talk about some characters that didn't quite have as much to do in the episode. Um, those still had some little things. We touched on Vanya a little bit. Uh, the arc with Sissy. This uh, gets left on a cliffhanger, of course, because Carl shows up. He's smoking. We've talked about, or at least I think Justin and I have been on the side of Carl doesn't seem like much of a threat. Here, he definitely does. But he yeah. looks scary.
1: I mean, smoking is bad. So that's that's mm-hmm. a strike against him. And he looks very angry.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think there's a good chance he's going to die of lung cancer, and that was the implication of the episode. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Crazy reveal. In in like a few, like 10 to 20 years.
0: Well, what do you think about this? I was surprised to see Sissy show up, frankly, given everything that's gone on
2: previously. Well, she did get the letter, and she wanted to deliver it, so it was an excuse to see her, and that's all she needed.
1: Yes, she does have fidelity to the um, the mail, the U.S. Postal Service.
0: Sure, as do yeah. we all. Uh, well, let's talk about then uh, Elliot, I wanted to mention. This was a bummer yeah. to me. Uh, the Swedes find out what's going on from the handler. She has Yeah,
2: but Elliot needs to pay attention to his cat. I mean, as soon as you walk in, the cat was clearly trying to warn mm-hmm. Elliot that the Swedes were there. Completely ignores that, and then, you know...
1: Let me tell this out We used to do a lot of podcasts And I'll tell you what Pete
2: You talk about cats on
1: every single one <laughs> <laughs> Well and if I can't you what, talk about cats what's up with
2: you. I don't know what's up with you If I can't talk about cats I'm going to be talking about McRib So you, you fucking choose You know Which one am I allowed to talk about you It's know? the same thing Pete <laughs> Oh don't you
1: dare you're like, I Don't love my jump. cat. My cat is so succulent. When I bite into my cat, it doesn't even make a noise. It's so soft.
0: <laughs> I love putting pickles on my cat and oh,
2: so
1: I can't believe I can only get my cat for a limited time and only once every five years. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, boy. total sidebar. But um, I, the Swedes in this episode, I, I like this. They truly are the Hazel and Cha-Cha of this season. Am I right, Pete? Yes. Right, right, the,
2: no, no, you were not the part where the the Swedes were. Uh, the one Swede was like, "Unhand my wiener!" Uh, uh, it, was, it
1: was unharmed my wiener, unharmed and I thought that was it. so funny. That's that my was catch- hysterical. That's gonna be my catchphrase so for the rest of the season. this is a ridiculous thing week.
0: to be annoyed about. I was very distracted by the digital steam in
2: that sequence. What did you guys
1: pick up on that? Yes, there was an intense oh amount yeah of steam.
2: yeah it was yeah you know, it's the classic we can't show anybody naked so the steam that's fine I gonna, don't need to
0: see anybody ooh. naked that's not the issue my issue is the fact that they did like it's very obviously digitally steamed so that they yeah. cover everybody up right and it was distracting it distracted me that's no, all you had to, do, you all can't you had to
1: re- re- do all you had to do on your laptop was scroll down and all you saw were wieners and. Oh, nice. And yeah. private and vaginas. It's all wieners <laughs> yeah. and
0: vaginas. And any time you scroll down on your laptop, you just see wieners. On,
1: yeah, mine, on
2: mine, you do. Yep. <laughs> it's an extra so- setting. You you got to pay for it. But Justin thinks it's worth it. Don't even have to pay that much, let me be honest. Uh, <laughs>
0: I also kind of feel like, at this point, I don't know what
1: is going on with the handler.
0: The, there has to be... like I don't, To be perfectly honest, I've we, seen this season, but at this point the season, the fact that she's like, Lila, are you going to kill Diego or not kill Diego? What's going on with you? Five, I'm going to work with five. got to do this thing. you got to go off and do this thing. She's, Swedes, I just tried to kill you. I killed one of you successfully, but also I'm going to work with you, and also you got to kill this guy. It's like... She's working the system.
2: She's trying what to... What is she doing? What take is her plan? Over? She's trying point. to take over. She's trying to rise to power. She's using people as pawns for her evil plan that we don't quite grasp
1: yet. She does seem like I mean in this season she like she like basically died and then came back and so it's about her being like great like all over the place. I think she's being reckless um and a little bit careless because mm-hmm. first off she loves bingo and she should focus her That's life reckless. more on that. Um I love bingo. Last time I called bingo it was exhilarating. Yeah.
2: Did you Still yell it? Bingo! You old
1: shit bags. Did you yell that out? No, I was at um like a almost like a dude ranch type place in upstate New mm-hmm. York, and they we did bingo one night, and I won, and I uh, won like a hundred bucks. It was a blast. Oh, so, and, so you, did you played yell?
0: bingo. You didn't call bingo.
1: No, yeah,
0: played bingo. Oh, Calling okay. bingo is fun though. Too. That sounds rough. You got to make all those jokes about the numbers and the letters and stuff.
1: There are a lot of rules for bingo, like that. I didn't realize. Like if you say, I forget, like. It's like any, uh, like, 11, 22, 33, like, double numbers. Everyone quacks. Has anyone experienced this? Huh. What? No? Yeah. It's, really? They think quack? Right. Yeah, they go quack, 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 quack. Oh, huh. no. Quack, quack. It's quack, a, quack, quack. They say quack. Okay. Oh. It's not like okay. there's a you table of ducks a couple it. over. Well, that's, that's like, what, like, I what I thought.
2: Were you playing on a pond? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? It's play bingo with a bunch of ducks. Everyone's yeah, what you quacking. There's not fucking pond over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's right where your head goes. Well, we'll you sort you of tougher find Crumbs
2: breadcrumbs or something, huh? So, just to Come be on. clear, uh, one of the greatest thrills in your life was yelling bingo and winning $100, is what you said.
1: I didn't saying. say greatest thrills of my life. I said auxiliary. Well, it was you, were, you were
2: hyping it up. You were, yeah, you it know, was fun. Number one. Winning bingo. Number
1: two, birth of my second child. Yeah. Number three, birth of my first child. Wow. Strong
2: power rankings.
1: Not going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> Do
2: you remember what letter number combination was your winning one where you finally got to yell it out? I have a tattoo on my arm here. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G13. I don't know. Shut up.
1: Just, it's fun. All I'm saying it's fun. I understand that why the handler was so hype about it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, what were we talking about? The Swedes, uh, the they Swedes. do something Oh, they yeah, kill Elliot, that was my whole point <laughs> Yes <laughs> That's Corrible. a bummer, that was a fun character to have Around yeah. and I was bummed, I know he's like A very small character on the side Uh, but the fact that he's Tortured and killed very oh. graphically By the Swedes, it oh. oh. was, Didn't need
1: to see was very torture. sad
2: Yeah, I did not like that Pete, did you yeah. like that? No, it was awful. I was agreeing with you the whole time up, and then you just stopped talking. And I was oh, okay. Sure.
0: I couldn't hear you for a second. We we're doing this on Skype, and you cut out for a second, so it just oh. seemed like
2: you were nodding your head. Oh, okay, <laughs> great, great, great. Let's explain it more. You know what I mean? Let's explain. Oh, no what's problem. Happening. So yeah. Skype is a program. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it I'm is up. a program. This, this is program. great. Yeah, this is fun. This is it's really what app. people are tuning in for. It's a killer app. app. Yeah. yeah, I was just uh, the thing was I was frustrated at him because he was. Uh, you know, first off, not in tune with your own cat. I mean, come on, what the fuck? You yeah. did you just get that cat, or what I happened? It was his fault. Uh, so yeah, I was died. upset, Adam, but also like uh, he, I I just was surprised that how that he held out that he was not giving up the information while being tortured. Uh, he was like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm surprised he wasn't like, they'll be back. Just fucking relax. They all live here. Well, they
0: ended up writing uh, "Oga Froga," yeah, on the floor in blood. That's a lot of blood they used to paint that blood. floor. Yeah, too much. I don't know if you guys have ever painted a floor with blood. It takes a lot of blood.
1: Yeah. Also, you uh, really my, got wedding, a... my wedding. My oh. wedding proposal was in blood. Oh, so. smart. Yeah. What
0: is that number four? <laughs> yeah. On your <laughs> top yeah. favorite moments. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cleaning uh, up the blood was way lower. Oh. Ugh,
0: man. You got to stay afterwards, otherwise you're going to lose the deposit on the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Uh, any other moments you guys want to call out from the episode before we start to
2: wrap up here? The the team zero was hysterical bit. Uh, Diego really just having some fun there. Well, I thought that was actually
0: kind of poignant too, in, a, in yeah. a weird way, like them actually trying to take advantage, taking control of their own destinies take control of who they are, take control of their emotions in the face of Reginald Hargreaves. And it's played as a joke and it's played as fun, but uh, there is something to be said for it in the span of the show as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I f- it feels like a good first step towards what I hope the team becomes mm-hmm. as the season goes finishes up.
2: Yeah, and again, just the use of uh, music Like every time you hear music You're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? It's just great It's just really uh, fun times Uh, Watching this show, watching this episode um,
1: Especially in relation to Wonder Woman 1984 um, The use of music in in this show is so good And in Wonder Woman 1984 Which has been, you know, knocked on so many times The music is just not right And it just Mm. is It highlighted that even more Watching how well it's used on this show
0: It is particularly in this season. I think it's great. Like they're just doing a really good job of music choices across the board. Like Pete called out the Aretha Franklin, other things throughout the episode. Uh, It's very good. All right. Before we wrap up here, who got top marks this episode? Pete, the cat, I assume, or something?
2: Um. Yeah. I'm gonna have Justin go. I'm still kind of. Uh, I got a couple <laughs> that I can't decide between. <laughs> what right a now. scoring system? Or yeah. I do. I do. All right. It's well, similar to. Pete has bingo. a whole spreadsheet. Don't, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to hear what the Pete character algorithm spits out here in a couple of minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's steam coming out of your ears right now. So I'm not. Uh, super Justin, common. what about you then? Yes. Um. I'm gonna go with. I mean, I got to shout out. Um. Luther. Um, in the for the beef and it yeah. in the elevator moment. Oh uh, man. Yeah, because uh, yeah. that was really fun. But I'm gonna give it up for Klaus in this episode. I thought he had uh, some great beats uh throughout and was able to maintain his um who he is throughout each of them, despite the emotional low stakes and emotional high stakes of the different moments. From great beefs to great beats—that's that's what I was saying. Beats uh, to I'll beats.
0: Also, I'll also go for class of this episode as usual. Oh, but just, as per usual. As per usual, but it's great. The yoga scene was great, like you mentioned. Uh, the scene with Dave was very emotional and fun. I loved him trying to confess uh, to the cult. That was fun as well, and just the whole possession thing with Ben—that's a great arc for them to follow up on and really just build on everything that's happened so far. So, uh, as usual, Klaus is the best of the episode. Pete, have you finished crunching the numbers?
2: Uh, yes. So, um, <laughs> my answer, speaking <laughs> of numbers, is number five. But I just wanted to say, I am really enjoying uh, not uh, evil Vanya, regulation Vanya, and the whole thing where everybody's now that she... She was going to use her powers at the dinner table and she it wasn't a big deal it was such a cool, uh, fun moment. But number five, the sit down with the dad was really impressive. The fact that like number five was on to the handler and knew that uh, Lila was a plant and like planted early when he was vulnerable, uh, yeah, I think the fact that like. This actor can portray somebody so old but also so young at the same time. Uh, Just really great uh, in this episode, and uh, I was impressed. Yeah, good stuff.
0: If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about the Umbrella Academy. Uh, Socially, you can check us out at Podcademy on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. Until next time, don't forget to not eat in class!
1: Pete, go change your litter box. On it!